Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Good morning, everyone. Hope you enjoyed worshipping this morning. If we've never met before, my name is Con and I'm part of the team here at Horizon Church. I'd like to extend a warm welcome to all our campuses joining this morning, to our online campus, wherever you're watching across Australia and around the world. Uh, A special welcome as well to our uh, Dunsborough campus in Western Australia uh, and of course to our Sydney campuses, both St Andrews and Sutherland. Uh, You know, even though we can't meet in person just yet, uh, it's such an honour to be coming around the Word of God together as a church. And you know, I've I've particularly enjoyed uh, the last couple of weeks just connecting with many of you over the phone. You know, I think of uh, couples like John and Glennis Mills who are just such a loved and dear part of our church. And I think about, you know, some of the conversations I've had with people like Mel Brown, who I know is watching this morning. And, you know, it just, it just reinforces just how much I love our church. And uh, it's just such an honour to be sharing the Word of God with you this morning. So why don't we pray and we'll get straight into it. Father, I thank you so much for a church that loves your word. Father, I thank you for a church that is ready to receive your word. And for those watching who have made, may have tuned in for the first time, I pray, Father, that you would reveal your heart, your character, your nature to them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, before I came on staff here at Horizon Church, I worked as a personal trainer for 10 years, full time. And you know, as a personal trainer, you get to spend a lot of one-to-one time with a diverse range of people. And you know, when you do that every day, you begin to learn some things about human nature. And you learn many things. And, you know, one of the things that I've come to realise through spending so much time with people from all walks of life is that there is one need, one need every single one of us as human beings have. It's a need that if left unmet, will at some stage negatively impact a person's outlook on life. And the need is this, the need to be loved. Every single human being on the planet has it. No matter how rich or famous, no matter how not so rich and unknown you are, every single human being has this need, the need to be loved. And you know, sadly, I've seen circumstances and situations where people have tried to have that need met either in people or things and many times have walked away empty, hurt, disappointed. I know what that feels like because I've been there. And I'm sure if you've lived long enough and you're watching this online, you know what that feels like too. Where do we go? Where do we go to find that love 
that will satisfy our soul to the point where nothing else will do. In order to know where to look, we first need to clearly define what love is. Some say love is a feeling. Others say love is a choice. And the truth is love in its purest definition is none of those things. Love may lead to a feeling. It will inevitably lead to a choice being made. But you know, love in its purest definition is not a thing. Love is a person and his name is Jesus. The Bible says in 1 John 4 chapter 8 that God is love. God is love. And as Christians, as those who've received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, we have daily access to that love. How does that love outwork itself and how do we grow in our understanding of what that love looks like so that we can walk in it more effectively? We're going to look at that this morning. Do you know Jesus, before the earth began, existed with the Father? Before anything existed, they shared a love that is so pure, so admirable, so incomprehensible that He gives us just a glimpse of what that love looked like. In Proverbs chapter 8, verses 22 to 30, we're going to look at that this morning. It gives us a glimpse of what that love looked like between the Father and His Son before creation. Why don't we go there right now? Proverbs 8, 22 and 30. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of His way, Before his works of old, I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there was ever an earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit so that the waters would not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Jesus existed with the Father before anything else existed. And the Bible says He was the Father's daily delight. And Jesus was rejoicing before Him always. Do you know God the Father loves you and I the exact same way He loves Jesus? Do you know when Jesus was here on earth, In his high priestly prayer, he was praying to his father concerning you and I. And this is what he said in John 17, verses 22 and 23. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one 
and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. The love that the Father has for His sons and daughters is not inferior to the love that He has for Jesus. He loves us the exact same way. Do you know what that means? That means that we are His daily delight. What is the biblical response? What is a Christ-like response to us knowing that we are daily His delight? We rejoice before Him always. In Philippians 3 and 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It's the biblical Christ-like response to rejoice before Him in response to the way He sees you and I. Do you know when Jesus was here on earth, we read at the end of Matthew chapter 3, the account of His water baptism. The Bible says as Jesus was coming up out of the water, the heavens opened and the Spirit descended on Jesus like a dove. And a voice came from heaven that said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. God the Father parted the heavens, stepped out of eternity in time for that moment and showed the world this is the one. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. We read shortly after that, immediately after that, the Bible says that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Do you know the Greek word for tempted is the word pirasmos. Pirasmos can mean one of two things depending on what you're talking about. It could either mean tempted to sin or it could mean tested to see that something is genuine. In this case, it's actually the word tested to see that something is genuine. The Bible says that Jesus knew no sin. He did no sin. In Him is no sin. He is the sinless, spotless Saviour that came for you and I. He is fully man, fully God. Do you know gold in Scripture is mentioned over 400 times? Do you know what gold represents? It represents divine righteousness. It speaks of the divinity of Jesus Christ. And I'm led to believe that uh, the way that they used to test gold to, to prove that it was genuine in ancient times and still today is to put it through fire. And Jesus was led into the wilderness to be put through fire. Job 23 verse 10 says this, Yet he knows the way I have taken. When he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. Don't you love that? Jesus is pure gold and the only one worthy to carry your sin and mine. In fact, the only identification Jesus Christ had with sin while He was here on earth was when He bore your sin and mine in His body on that cross. And so He goes into the wilderness. And the Bible says after He had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, He was hungry. And the devil came to Him 
Now you've got to remember this, is God loves you the same way He loves Jesus. So we shouldn't be surprised, therefore, if the devil tempts us in the same way. So the devil comes to Jesus and he says, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Do you notice the first place that the devil tempted Jesus? Do you notice the first thing he went after? He sought to undermine the love relationship that the father had with the son before creation. Do you know why? Because in Matthew chapter 3, God, when He parted the heavens, said, this is my beloved Son. In Matthew chapter 4, when the devil approaches Jesus, he says, if you are the Son of God, he drops the word beloved. And he does the same thing to you and I. One of the first things he wants is our consciousness that we are God's beloved. Do you know part of the reason why he does that? Because if the devil can rob you of your consciousness that you are God's beloved, it leaves room for fear to operate in your life. 1 John 4, 18 says this, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. The Greek word for torment is torment by living in dread of the coming judgment. I used, to, I used to be afraid of this. I used to be afraid of the coming judgment. And that's one of the enemy's key strategies is guilt and condemnation. But you know, then I realised as a Christian, I don't need to be afraid of the coming judgment. Do you know Why? Because Jesus Himself said in John 5, 24, He said, Assuredly, I say to you. When He says assuredly, it means something to bring us complete assurance. Assuredly, I say to you, He who hears my word and believes in the one who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Church, we have passed from death to life and shall not come into judgment. Do you know what that means? It means we are free to experience the love of God. And that's point number one. You are free to experience His love. 1 John 4, chapter 10 says this, In this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us. Do you know, so often we quote that verse and we only quote it halfway. That verse goes on to say, and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. The word propitiation means this, an offering that appeases the the wrath and the anger of the offended party. Jesus Christ came to earth And at the cross, He became the offering that appeased the wrath, the anger of a holy God. And He opened the way for us to step into and not only experience His love, but to enjoy His love. Do you know you were made to enjoy His love? That brings us to our second point. We are free 
to enjoy the love of Jesus. We are free to enjoy His love. Zephaniah 3, verse 17 says this, The Lord your God is in the midst of you, a mighty one, a Saviour who saves. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in silent satisfaction. And in His love, He will be silent and make no mention of past sins or even recall them. He will exult over you with singing. He's so quiet and so gentle in His love for us. It's a love that is free from guilt. A love that so honours what His Son has done. Has so freed you to enjoy His love. Do you know, just last week, I, uh, I injured my back. And it's, it's an old injury that sort of comes from time to time. But when it comes, it probably lasts about two or three days. But for anybody that's injured their back, you know the first day is often the worst. And I just I was on my back the whole day. I couldn't get up. And you know, as an active guy, I, uh, I felt quite down. I couldn't get up and play with the kids. I was on my back the whole day. And late in the afternoon, Stacey took the kids out to go and play. And I just was watching some sport on the TV and I just, it wasn't that interesting. I'd switched it off. And so I decided just to put some worship music on. And I just lay there on my back. Couldn't stand up. Couldn't lift my hands. I just lay there. And for the next hour, I just experienced such a strong presence of Jesus in that room. I knew He was there. I knew He was there. And at my lowest point in that particular day, He lifted me. And I was at a point where I was so content that nothing else mattered. Will you let Him love you like that? Will you allow Him to sing over you? I was just being still. And the love of Jesus is overwhelming. I want to encourage you, church, in this season in particular, to allow the love of Jesus to overwhelm you. Whatever you need to do, whether you need to go for a walk with the headphones in, with some worship music on, and just allow Him to love you. Go for it. Make space for Him. Third and final point, we are free to believe that He loves us. 1 John 4.16 says this, it says, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. It's one thing to know it. That word know there means to experience it. But you know love, you don't always feel the love of God. Because if it was always about a feeling, you wouldn't have to believe it. Do you know when I wake up at 4am, especially in the middle of winter to train clients, I don't always feel the love of God. I feel tired. I feel like rolling back over and going back to sleep. That is when I've got to pause and remind myself, and Lord, I believe that You love me. I'm going to get up and go. You know, maybe over this last couple of weeks during lockdown or however you might find yourself, there have been moments that have been high stress. Maybe the kids have gone stir crazy inside. 
You haven't always felt the love of God. It's in those moments where you need to take a pause and say, Lord, I believe. I believe that you love me. Whatever you need to do to make that happen, whether you need to go to the next room and just pause for a moment and believe that God loves you. He loves you. I don't know whether this is your first time watching a message like this. I don't know whether you've ever experienced the love of God. But I want to tell you this. He loves you so much. It was because of His great love for you that He sent His Son to bear your judgment, to bear your guilt, to bear your condemnation, to bring you into the love that He had for you before the world began, before you even knew He loved you, He loved you. If you wanna make a decision this morning to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour and experience and come into the love that you were made for, why don't you repeat these words after me? Dear Lord Jesus, I believe You are the Son of God. You came to earth because you loved me. You died on the cross, bearing my guilt, bearing my shame. You rose from the dead and are alive today. I come to you this morning and I confess you as my Lord and my Saviour. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, we want to hear from you. You'll notice online, we have our online belief cards. You can write to us in the chat box. We want to hear from you and celebrate your decision. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning, church. Hope you have have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.